What's up, Browns fans? Welcome to the Dogs Podcast. Let's kick this thing off. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Dogs. Well, the Browns season officially came to a close with our 22-17 loss to the Chiefs in the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, Browns finished the season with 12 wins, which, if you're keeping track, is four times as many as Hugh Jackson got in three years as the Browns head coach. <laughs> so, good for us. Uh, before we get into our thoughts on the game and the, the season as a whole, remember to check us out on Facebook. Uh, tap the share button. Thanks to everybody who's watching us live. Twitter, Instagram, uh, check us out on the AGA app on your smart TVs and your Rokus. You can also catch us live on there. We look better in uh, HD. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, please continue to subscribe on YouTube. That's really picked up lately. Uh, I just get on there every day and check and see how many more subscribers we got. We're still figuring out how to get our custom URL, so as soon as we get that, we'll put it out to you guys. I uh, also want to remind you guys to check out our friends at Thrive Fantasy. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. Get your 100% match on deposits of $20 or more, up to 50 bucks. You got a few more NFL games. You can play some prop bets on there. Uh, I haven't had much like lately, but I'm hoping to turn that around here in the championship <laughs> rounds. Also, it's getting cold out, so get yourselves a dog hoodie. Check out getlevelpod.com slash store. The hoodies are That's real right. fresh. That's right. I know other people besides Josh who've gotten them and they love them, so don't just take our word for it. Check them out for yourself. They are really awesome. Uh, do want to remind you guys, we get, we got some a cool new feature. You can check out the dogspodcast.com on the right-hand side of the webpage. You'll see an, air, an area where you can leave us an actual voicemail. So you can call in, leave a voicemail to the show, you know, thoughts on the season, thoughts on the game, you know. You don't like my haircut. Whatever you want to say about the show, you can call in, say it. Then we can play it live on the show. Then we can talk about it, get your guys' feedback. Um, you know, we got a long off season, so let us know what you think of the Browns because we don't plan on going anywhere. We're gonna. Have, it might get a little bit more sporadic, but we're gonna be with you guys all off season. That's right, and I mean. I feel like we've we've kind of brought a decent fan base along with us yes. this season, and we want to keep it going. And the thing is, like you you said from the beginning, this show is for fans by fans. So we want the fans to let us know what they think of all that stuff you just said. So yeah, leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Yeah, uh, the, as yeah, the Browns, within reason. Yeah, <laughs> as the Browns season comes in, and I do want to thank you guys. You know, we started this back in March, and. You know, we had nobody listening to us, you know, 30-some weeks later. I feel like, you know, because of you guys, I, I look forward to doing this every week. We got, you know, a, a kind of a small, dedicated fan base we're working up, and we really appreciate uh, everybody tuning in, checking it out. It's really awesome, and we're hoping to just keep taking this thing to the next level, and we can't do that without you guys. So, again, thank you. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Absolutely. Seriously, it's been a great season, which – We'll get into here. Yeah, we'd like to thank the Browns for being worth talking about this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> Imagine if we just started this in zero and sixteen, uh, or yeah. or one and fifteen, and then we had to follow it up with zero and sixteen. We would have had to put in a little explicit down in the right hand yeah, corner for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no way I was talking about those games without dropping some friendly words. Uh, so we'll move into this Chiefs game. Um, obviously, it didn't go the way we wanted, but I just want to pose this question to you guys. Uh, you know, I know how I felt after the game. I just, how did you guys? Clock hit zero. Browns lose twenty two seventeen. Go. What were your What were your immediate reactions? Um, all right. Um, I'll start it off. So, 
I always thought that I would be absolutely devastated by something like this. Don't get me wrong, like the clock hit zero and I was, I don't want to say the word was disappointed, I guess a little sad, but we had a hell of a year. Right. Guys, like I, I'm super proud. I, I'm not, I'm not even, I, I took it way better than I ever thought I would. Um, obviously it's one game. I'm hoping that this is, there's a future being built here. Like this isn't the next, you know, I'm going right. to be 18 years older and we're going to be like, <laughs> Send I, your remember year. Yeah, I remember in 2020 in the year of the coronavirus, <laughs> the last time the Browns made it. Right. No, but I'm thinking that I really, I have a lot of hope for this team and I'm, I'm very proud. I, and I think you saw that through social media all week. You had fans lining up to see him land, you know, at the yeah. airport. Like, um, the only other time I'd say I'm more proud of Cleveland sports would be the Cavs in 2016. Other than that, Browns have always been the number one squad for me. And so this is, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Really important. Yeah. I mean, if you would have looked back and said at the beginning of the year, Hey, you're going to make it, uh, to the second round of the playoffs, play the chiefs. You're going to lose 22, uh, 17. I think we'd all would have taken that in a heartbeat. Um, now obviously Mahomes got hurt. Um, he was kind of banged up early on, but they looked like they were unstoppable. Our defense wasn't going to stop him at all. Henny comes in the game, and it kind of got us all thinking. I think it got a lot of a lot of fans all over, not even just Browns fans, thinking, hey, they're going to pull us out and knock the Chiefs out because Mahomes got hurt, and now yep. they got to play Chad Henny. Um, and credit to Chad Henny, He came in, you know, he threw the one bad pick, but they relied on him there on that last. He made the two biggest plays in the game, I would say, Absolutely. the run and then the gutsy fourth down it's call. Insane. I'd say um, the three biggest plays of the game, but the play before that run, he hit the running back on that oh, little right, check down. Right. Yep. Yes. Um, so, I mean, it was it was a great game. Uh, I think the Browns showed us a lot of things this year. Um, and in this game, I think that you they showed, you know, offensively that they could do some things to hang in that moment, but they got to sure up the other side of the ball. It kind of was like, hey, we're almost to that level. We're almost there. Um, but I think, you know, the Chiefs, they were the better team that day. Oh, for sure. And for me, I I was already processing the loss when the clock hit zero because when they got that first down, you know, yeah. I, I just I was away from the TV at that moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, whenever we punted with four minutes left to go, yeah. I was already like, okay, this, this game's over because – and you guys know how negative I was being during the game. <laughs> the most negative Cleveland fan I've ever met in my life. I, I got. I told him. I said, "We got to work on your. We got to work on your positivity, bro. Oh, we got to work on it." Just, as soon as it, we though. punted, though, I was like, "Well, we're not going to get the ball back. There's no way. There's no way I had any confidence in that defense." See, that's where I differ. I thought if Mahomes is in the game, one, we don't punt. I don't think there's any way we punt. But it's against Chad Henney. He just threw. The most atrocious interception, maybe Man. in playoff history. Man, it was there terrible. was there was yeah. no doubt in my mind we were going to get a stop. Baker was going to get a chance to get the ball back and go do something we've wanted to watch Cleveland quarterback do forever. Man, and yeah. it hurt. the The biggest thing that really hurt in that second half was the timeout we had to take on offense after we just. I can't remember exactly when it was. It was on one of our last drives before. It might have been on our scoring drive. It might. It was. No, it was on. It was on the drive. We punted. We we took the timeout, and then we ended up getting because like we the let first the play out. clock just. I mean, we were taking our merry old time, and I get why you have to take the timeout. Yep. But man, it killed us. And then having the fourth down and it being fourth down eight, fourth down and nine. Yep. If that's fourth down and four. We're we're going for it because Absolutely. you can say, hey, we hold them to a field goal. 
you know, but it being fourth and nine, you know, your chances of picking it up weren't great. It almost seemed like Stefanski was putting all of his eggs into that that five minute offense. Yeah, he was like, "We're going to take up this whole time. We're going to score. They're not going to get the ball back." Because he yeah. was like, "I don't want to get. I don't want to put the defense on the field." So we took that timeout, which was, I think, by taking that timeout, you're saying we're putting our this eggs. Is in, it. This is it. Yeah, you know, and then, but then our our plays. Weren't great out then. Out of that, we're terrible. And I don't. Maybe I didn't get to watch the Chiefs that much. You know, they're not on our TV that often. I don't know if they're always this blitz happy, but we seemed very unprepared for how yeah. much they blitzed. Yeah, and we talked about it. I mean, their defensive coordinator, uh, he he's really good. You know, their game plan coming in, where hey, we're going to press coverage everybody, and we're going to blitz. We're going to send two more guys, and they can block. And their running back's going to have to pick up one. The other guy's going to be running free. Baker's going to have to make the right decision, and he's going to have to throw in tight windows. And he did that, you know, to an extent. But in the fourth quarter, we didn't complete a pass more than five yards down the field. No, he's – I mean, he's getting the ball quick. And credit to – I think coming into this game, the the word on Baker is that against pressure, he's not good. And I think he's gotten better at it the yeah. last month and a half or yep. so. But he, there's still that stigma that against pressure, he's a below average quarterback. So they were like, "We're gonna, we're gonna pressure this guy." And credit to Baker, I thought he played very solid. I thought he played, you know, big boy football. But when they're blitzing the crap out of you, you gotta get rid of the ball. You, right. You, know, you can't take sacks. And this kind of, I, I told you guys this, you know, earlier before we came on the air and right after the game. I think we missed Odell in this game because if a team is Blitzing you like that, you should have people open, and and we really didn't have people. Even the th- the plays we did hit downfield were amazing throws by Baker. Yeah, we, yeah. Go ahead, Josh. I was just say we definitely. It was very apparent we did not have that playmaker. Like, yeah, because you know, watching it with with my family and um, some people that don't watch football as intensively as I do. Like what's what's this guy doing running around the back? Like because Tyreek Hill would come in motion, then he would motion back this mm-hmm. way, motion back the other way. I'm like because they have at least one, if not two, maybe three people eyeing him at every moment. Mm-hmm. So if he's back there running around distractions, they can yeah. almost they can just write write what they want. And, right, and we don't have that threat. Scheme can only get you so far. You know, Freddie had no scheme. <laughs> you know, and, and I screamed about that all year last year. And Stefanski, you know, he schemed up an amazing offense this year. It's, it's a big reason why our offense has been as explosive as it was. I mean, you could make the argument coming into this game, the Browns had a more explosive offense on paper than the Chiefs. Statistically, yeah. yes. So, but at the same time, at the end of the day, though, you, you got to have – some players sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, Jarvis is obviously amazing, but he's not a deep threat. He's ne- That's never been his game the entire career. Donovan Peoples-Jones is maybe, maybe going to get there. there yeah. You know, he shows flashes of it, but do we are we counting on our sixth-round rookie draft pick who never had a 100-yard game in college to be that guy for us right. in the AFC Divisional round? So I, I know people are saying, a lot of people are saying, get rid of Odell, all this stuff, you know, in, but I think one, what you're going to get back for him is not going to be worth it. No, I think especially coming off another injury, like Justin said, you're going to, the best you're going to get is probably third round pick. Maybe I, I don't even know if you're going to get. I think third, fourth round, and then you're probably going to swap and make a fifth. So you're, it's worth keeping him at that point. Keep him, and, and you just got to sit down and have an honest talk with him and say, listen, you know, 
this is the offense, and we're gonna put we're gonna put you into this offense, and you're gonna gel into it. The offense isn't gonna gel into you. Yeah, well, and I think a big thing coming into this game, I give a lot of credit to the Chiefs' defense. You know, not great all year long, um, but they didn't look like that. No, um, against the Browns this week, they came to play. You know, they were blitzing uh, their coverage on all the wide receivers. Now, regardless, we didn't have that playmaker. I mean, they were right there on every single – I mean, they weren't missing tackles like the Browns do, not pushing guys out of bounds. Just, you know, it was – they came to play defensively, and Stefanski didn't adjust. That's what that, I mean, we kind of did in the second half, but the Chiefs kind of went into the, hey, we're up by a bunch at halftime. You know, they still had Mahomes at the time. The Browns finally were able to move the ball. They didn't anticipate Mahomes getting hurt. They're thinking, hey, defensively, we can, you know, just keep them in front of us. We'll give up some yards. They score on a six-minute drive, so be it. We're going to go down scoring score in three minutes. That's kind of probably where they were at. And Brown's biggest things this year, running the football, didn't do it that well. If nope. you take out nope. a couple of the Nick Chubb runs in the third quarter, that was that was really it. You take those out, and it was very small average. It was like almost under a yard. Kareem Hunt didn't touch the ball till the second half. I know. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. Well, what was that so, all about? Running the football was the big thing, and then being able to do play action passes. The Chiefs took away both of those aspects and said. Beat us just throwing the ball, mm-hmm. dropping back and shotgun. We're going to blitz you. Let's see you beat us that way. And it almost kind of resembled kind of what Sean or uh, yeah, Sean McVay had to do in, L- in L.A. where people kind of figured it out and they took away his game plan. And mm-hmm. then everybody was like, man, maybe this guy, you know, isn't that great. Maybe he was a one-hit wonder. He had to adjust. And now they can do just about everything offensively. So I think that it, it we're going to see a growth. I think Stefanski will adjust this year, and I think that that helps – and Odell, I think you kind of mold him now that you see, hey, this is our playbook, and then if we have to, we go to this scenario, and this is where, like, Odell's, like, the main guy. And I think you saw, you know, Odell got hurt pretty early in the season, yeah. and I think you saw the, the, the offense from when Odell got hurt and before has developed and morphed a ton oh, since yeah, then. I feel like we're, we're the, the playbook, I expected to see us literally – under center, like pounding the rock almost exclusively. Now, like 80% of the time. Yeah. So, just like, you know, and by the season, by the, I mean, Baker, threw, I knew we were down in this game, but he threw 30, 37 times. He's been throwing the ball close to 30 times a game. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 so this, this belief that we were going to pound the rock 45, 50 times a game and Baker was only going to throw the ball 15 times, that's what it was at the beginning of the year. But as we got more comfortable in this offense, we started putting more in. Baker started showing that he could handle more responsibility. It's really morphed. So I'd like to see Odell play in this end-of-the-year offense as opposed to the limited offense he was playing in at the beginning of the season. It'll be really interesting to see what happens um, with that whole situation, how it unfolds. But yeah. Just I don't know. Like, Did anyone else feel like in the when that game started with the Chiefs, I was expecting the amount of energy and everything that the Browns came out with against Pittsburgh the week before. Like, they came out swinging against Pittsburgh. I mean, it was haymakers, baby. Like, we're, they were leaving nothing back. And with the Chiefs, I, feel, I, I just almost felt like they started off slow and safe and cautious or whatever. And it was like, what, where's that team that just whooped Pittsburgh last week? I, I felt for the first time, obviously I've been screaming, I think Stefanski's coach of the year. But for the first time this season, I felt the Browns, we're doing things we hadn't done all season. We were beating ourselves, which is something you know we've mm-hmm. talked about a ton. That 
you know, that's what old Browns used to do. You know, this team hasn't been doing that. You know, there were some coaching decisions where I was like, I don't quite understand. I know we've been screaming all season about getting Nick Chubb the ball more because, you know, he averages six yards a carry and, you know, he'll be averaging six yards a carry. Then all of a sudden we put Kareem Hunt in and he gets two yards. And we're like, what the hell's going on? Why'd you take Chubb out? But in this game, I think Kareem Hunt was so up for this game. Yeah. Yep. And you could tell. Well, that drive where he got the ball towards yeah. the, in the red zone, it was almost like they said, we're going to get you the – we get in the red zone. We're going to use Chubb. We get in the red zone. It's going to be your time. It's kind of like how it felt. Mm. And he was an animal. Yep. Yeah. I yep. was like, get this man the so ball. He that, is hungry yeah. to prove something in this game. That was my thing in the first half was – so the run for Chubb wasn't there. He was dropping passes. The, they even said on the broadcast, the lights look a little too bright for him right now. I think maybe they were at the beginning. So instead of, I feel like it wasn't working for Chubb, so we went to the pass game. It's like, if it's not working for Chubb, do what got you here, man. Run the ball, but just bring Hunt in to get that little, maybe, you know, shot in the arm that you need right in the beginning of the game. Yep. For the first time, it looked like the Chiefs had been here before, and the Browns hadn't, which is obviously the case. You You know, the last time the Browns were in the playoffs, half the guys on our team were probably under five years old. So, you know, in in some of that's to be expected. They just made a Super Bowl run, and we're trying to get to that point where, you know, we can say we have that kind of experience. Hopefully, you know, in the years to come while we're still in this window, we can use this experience, not only our players, but our coaching staff. So, yeah, so. I think that's that's a huge key right there is we've got this core group of players now, and now they've all got two games of very good playoff experience yep. under this head coach. Not bad for a rookie head coach, too. Right. So, I got a quick side note here on yeah. the Odell situation. Yeah. Going back to that. Does it bug anybody that we never saw him show up to any games to be on the sidelines? He's probably not allowed. But there's other, other injured players are on the sideline. Yeah, but they're not done for the season. Yeah, so I was, I don't know, I was curious. I was trying to find if there was a rule on that. No. Because normally New, you see that. He's you, in New York rehabbing, no, I, and I think with... Uh, Barkley. Yeah, I, read. I saw that they were yeah. rehabbing together, but I well, was just okay. like, you I, know, you see that, you know, that Saquon was at the Browns versus Giants game because they showed yeah. him up in the box. Yep, he yeah, was. But that there. was that was in his home state. It was at his home state. That's right. true with well, the COVID I, stuff. I, mean, I don't Odell know. Odell wasn't even at any Brown. I mean, he, you didn't see him other than his, like all of a sudden, like would tweet or yeah. get on Twitter and be like, "Hey, go Browns!" You know, "Hey, we're coming for you next week." Type, you'd see I, that type stuff. I think. I think. Or, it's hey, gonna... they're coming for you next week, not we. <laughs> he never said we. I looked uh, at that. I was just it was just like a side note. I know if I was you would think if it's your biggest player, he'd be there on the sideline, you know, if he was I'm guessing it had something to do with COVID. So that'd be interesting, you know. Could be, but I see what you're saying about the wording, you know, he chose. Yeah. I think to me, I think to me the yeah. wording was he doesn't want to he wasn't gonna take credit away from the team's accomplishments when he had nothing to do with them. That's very honorable of you. That's yeah. the way I look at that. Yeah, I was just curious about Quit that. making Odell into a distraction uh, hey. when he's never been a distraction for the Browns. The only distraction is that other people make him a distraction. Publicly. He's not been a public distraction. Right. And since none of us are in the locker room, we shouldn't assume because you know what they say about assuming. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of people say? that don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just a, it was just a question because I couldn't, I couldn't remember ever seeing him there like – you know, they panned to, like, out when Alex Smith was hurt. They show him on the sideline. He's over there, and he's talking it up with uh, Heineke about, like, different things. You just never got those glimpses. 
if so as we move into the back into this game a little bit, if there's one thing, if there's one stat line that defines the deficiencies in our offense in this game, Jarvis Landry, seven catches for 20 yards. Yeah. Yep. 2.9 yard average. <laughs> I've never seen a stat line like that. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of catches right around the line of scrimmage and credit. It was normally Jarvis catches that, you know, little two yard pass and he turns it up field yeah. for another 10 yards. Mm-hmm. Chiefs were right there. Yep. On it, they were like, "Yeah, no, we've seen you try to do that every single week." Yep. His longest catch was seven yards, so at one point yeah. he was six for thirteen. Six catches for thirteen yards. I mean, that's that, like a that, that's a glaring. Jamison Crowder, that's like his mo. He'll catch eleven passes and have like fifty yards <laughs> in a game. It's like okay. So, um, dude, another. We'll go ahead. You finish your more, thing on. I Jarvis. think that's more of a credit though to the Chiefs' defense. Like we yeah. said. It's efficient tackling. That's the right scheme. They they looked, they looked prepared for what they wanted to do and what they wanted to make us. It just it appeared to me like we looked more prepared for the game that we hadn't practiced for. If that makes sense, we finally had a week of practice, had our team healthy, and we looked almost surprised by what they were bringing at us. We did. You know what I mean? For sure. Uh, a bright spot of the offense, I thought, was David Njoku. He had four catches for 59 yards. Yeah, well, shout out to David for stepping up when you got Hooper, two for 16. Highest paid tight end in the league. You, aren't, you can't even hold a candle to Travis Kelsey, man. He's I mean, not the highest paid I anymore. I don't think well, anybody he, can. He, he was, was at one point. He was at the time, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. just saying... I, he made in his big two games catches, though. One moments, of them was though. a big catch. Oh, my it gosh. Was. His one catch that... It, it caught it like pinned it on the ground. His hand was under yeah. the ball. For, Insane. Yeah, I know Austin one. Hooper didn't put up the gaudy stats we were used to seeing and put up in Atlanta, but did we expect that to happen? No. No, I don't think we expected that. And um, I thought he had the – there's one big drop this year that really, you know, we were all screaming about. But other than that, I thought he made – whenever his number was called, I thought he made big catch after big catch this year. Yeah, I mean, he did. He showed up and made those big catches. I kind of see what Josh is saying. You know, you expect maybe that – He's not going to be outproduced yardage-wise. And Joku finally showed some glimpses of this year of what we thought he was going to be mm-hmm. when we drafted him. This big, athletic, you know, could go up and just – you could throw the ball up to him and he was going to catch it. Yep. Linebackers couldn't guard him type of thing. And glad that he bought in. I don't I don't yep. know if this was his last year in Cleveland on his deal. I Didn't they remember. pick up his fifth-year option? They yeah. did. So, so we I, have him through next season. I want. I hope he's back because one, I thought he was a really good teammate this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Deal, yep. You know, he he could have thrown a hissy fit. Could have going from one on the depth chart to you know arguably third. Well, that's what's interesting is he did kind of he he demanded a trade. He was t- you know he wanted out at some point there. In According the beginning, to Mary but, Kay Cabot. Okay, fair. <laughs> but you know, it wasn't she wasn't the only one reporting right, that. So was there was not. something going on there, but. I mean, I, I think that's a huge credit to the coaching staff, the yeah. front office, that just the the culture that we've built there now is to, to see yeah. a guy like David who's like, I don't want to be here if you're going to, you know, put people ahead of me and all this stuff. And then by the end of the season, he's out there making big plays, yeah. being a great teammate. I it was he, awesome. I thought he had a solid year. And, and then I pulled yeah. up his stats. He had 19 catches for 213 yards and two touchdowns. For a third string tight end. But So that's 11.2 yard average per catch. 
and I, I felt like his all of his catches seemed I like I can remember hurt. all he nineteen was hurt for a little while too. You know, there were there were big catches and again against the Chiefs he looked like one of our more explosive players. So I'd like to see him back again, kinda like the Odell thing, see how we can incorporate him more into the, I think he showed a lot with his blocking this year. Oh, he, he became a much upgrade. improved blocker. Yep. Much improved. Yeah. So um Josh, if we get to go to training camp this year, you see him on the bag this time. He'll be doing a good job for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he did not last time. But that was also two years ago. So, so right. that's uh, – we you know we've touched on the offense. Now, we got to talk about the defense. Yeah. And, or Every lack week. thereof. And, and I think this box score can be deceiving because you see that, you know, we only gave up 22 points to the Kansas City <sighs> Chiefs. I feel like that could have been 220. I feel like I say the same thing every week about the defense, <laughs> and is we can't tackle. Mac Wilson is the worst yeah. tackling linebacker in the NFL. We in space, we we struggle. We struggle. If I, and I, we keep doing it. I, me and Blake have talked about this. Like I know we're bringing. Are they for sure bringing Joe Woods back next year? You said he's That's coming what back. They said they plan on keeping the coaching staff intact. I just don't. I feel like we say the same thing every week. These guys were good players and then they got to Cleveland and they just looked lost. And like I don't know if going into the game it's not like it's the Chiefs, it's every game. Right. If we could be thing. playing it's the Mike Jets. Glennon. It's Mike Glennon. Yeah. That's Tyson what I told up. you guys. You said, Oh, we got Henny's in there. I said Mike Glennon guys, I mean yeah. uh, it's so I guess the only argument you can make for Joe Woods is one do you know any high-profile, really good defensive coordinators that are available out there? So you're going to be hiring some. Rex Ryan. You're going to be hiring some <laughs> linebackers coach who's trying to you know make the next jump, which is essentially what Joe Woods was. Two, is it unfair to judge him when he played the season without a lot of games without Miles Garrett, lost Olivier Vernon, no Grant Delpit, no Greedy Williams. Mm-hmm. Denzel missed four Denzel games. Denzel missed games. A lot of practice squad guys out there. So is it is it fair to judge him in that? Did he did we even get to see what a Joe Woods defense would look like? Or did he have to scale it way back because of all the you know the practice squad guys and stuff? In I don't know. I know for me, as soon as the game was done, I immediately said, "You got to fire Joe Woods before we even get back to Cleveland." <laughs> leave him. At, leave he, him. Yeah, there. he's yeah. not even allowed on the plane. Right? Yeah. Isn't that what you said? Make him catch a bus because. <laughs> The, I don't understand the strategy sometimes. Why at any point, if we're going to go man-to-man on Tyreek Hill, that man should be Denzel Ward. Absolutely. Yep. He should be following him all around the field. I don't need Denzel Ward blanketing you know, McCole Hardman. Right. And we got Kevin Johnson or MJ Stewart <laughs> or somebody man yeah. up on Tyreek Hill. And how many times are the Chiefs going to put Tyreek Hill in the left slot and then just run like a, a fade or a streak, but streak Straight it across. diagonal yeah. instead of down the field. Yeah. They ran and that slot cross. That play works in Madden almost every that's time. The, yeah. That's the it play that got. It works against the Browns defense every yes. time also. You know, and, and w- so I just did not – and then game on the line, fourth and inches, mm. and one – and we're, we got, we're in man, and we got Denzel's not on, uh, on Tyreek Hill. It's Kevin Johnson lined up on him. One, I would have been giving him the Calvin Johnson treatment. There would have been two people right on top of him. And one would have been to get a jam and not let him get off the line, and the other guy would have been to make sure you don't get beat deep. All that being said, if you are going to play him one-on-one man, he needs an inch to end the game. So why are you worried about getting beat deep, Kevin Johnson? <laughs> that man. play. It, it, he, they said they said hut. Chad Henney said hut. 
and Kevin Johnson immediately bailed. Tyreek Hill didn't even have to run a route. He could have just turned <laughs> Turn around, around and caught the ball and then for an just inch. Fell o- and just fell over the line for the I first was like, down. Why are, an inch is the game. If he beats you deep for a touchdown, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Right. An inch is the game. Yep. And it's to me, that, that's coaching. you got to talk to your guys. Listen, yeah. they need an inch. It's, I, it's so, situational football and yeah. defense. And at any point, it could be third and 50, and I'd be like, well, they're probably going to pick this up. <laughs> Chad Henney's going to scramble for 50 yards. You know, and it's all – and like you said, it's not just against the Chiefs. Yeah. It's, it's against the Jaguars with Mike Glennon. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about that Sam play, though? Arnold. That last play, just for one second. How – Man, Andy Reid is Gutsy. a savage. You don't pick that up, you get the Browns the ball at midfield. Yeah. I literally was screaming at my TV, and I'm like, don't jump, don't jump, don't jump. And they hiked the ball, and I was like. Because that would have been us. I, I almost said been a swear Cleveland. word. I, um, we would have jumped. I say it, is it really know? gutsy, though? Yes. Is there any yes. Chance, right. is there, it's super is gutsy. Is there any chance they're not going to pick it up? I think it's gutsy to maybe throw the pass there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Expecting, expecting the Browns yeah. to play. Like they should have been playing, that hey, they're just going to try to throw you know an out or a short slant, yep. you know, a quick pass. That's how the Browns should have been thinking if they were going to run this play. No, the Browns went went they, to the they play. They think, think they're, they're, they're not running. No, we're they just not think. jumping. No. See, Andy Reid had some uh, a different luxury than what Kevin Stefanski had, though. He had the Super well, boring. if if we <laughs> he had the uh, mentality of well, if we don't get it, I'll just put my defense out there. Yeah, we're shutting them down right now. I agree. he's got confidence in his defense. Which is why I was a little bit like Stefanski punted that with four minutes to go. I'm like, I don't know if I would have. I really don't know because yeah. and we had knew. shown. And and I just want to make sure you guys is my stat is my box score correct here? They didn't punt, right? Kansas City did not punt. No, they were they scored <laughs> no, they every drive except for that yep. interception. So it's either they were a touchdown or a field goal. Yeah, every drive. I feel so, like you had. There, you can't tell me that when it was third and fifteen or whatever. Oh, we're getting the ball back. You thought there was no doubt in my mind. Yeah, but mind. we didn't have much time. Any, even if we did get the ball back yeah, there, we'd have had less like than a, a minute. Yeah, it'd have been like fifty-five seconds. Yeah, or something on third like with 15, no timeouts. I if I would on third and fifteen, I was like, we're getting the ball back. We're winning. I was game. ready for like a screen play. You know, they're going to pick up seven, eight yards. And they're going to punt it to us. Browns mm. were going to have a chance. Yeah, because I was I was doing the math. Like, okay, how much right. time we're going to have left? Yep. It was like. Yep. What, between forty and fifty or yep. something like that second. So yeah. it was, yeah, it was, it was gutsy to make that. But he knew his defense was, you know, shutting him down, and he knew. I have Tyreek Hill, fastest guy in the NFL. Again, you know, I don't care if it would have been against Denzel Ward. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm thinking, hey, I need one yard, not even one yard. Yep, I'm trusting Tyreek Hill. Chad Henney's going to make that throw because it's not a terribly hard throw to make. Oh. Especially it, when he's wide, you know, open. He, yeah, he was. Only, it's not like he's throwing <laughs> a five yard out. That's more difficult. He's throwing a just a little turn one yard up the field go route, yep. and he that was, was so open. And to me, like he has Tyreek Hill. That's he's that's our Odell. That would be a for us. That's Odell in that situation for us. Yeah, but Odell would probably be covered. Yeah, yeah, we That's, wouldn't be luckily. No, to have, he would have been double covered. Yeah. Exactly. They would have forced us to go to our second or third option. Right. And We've been it, throwing to Harrison Bryant. Yes. And in the Joe point. Woods defense, you don't got to have a second or third option. Your first option will be we wide We saw open, that all year, you man. If you're a number one receiver that on the was, team against the Browns, you're having yourself a day. Yeah, the biggest thing. Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He has had 100 yards in umpteen years. Has 50, 150 well, yards against us. It was the covering. I felt like 
whatever guy they want. There was always one guy open, like wide open. Nobody within five, ten yards of him. Whether it was a running back coming out into the flat, yeah. nobody around him. And then we couldn't make a tackle either. No, no. And we have one We're linebacker of speed. Yeah, but yeah. if you look up Pro Football Focus, the Browns have three of the top twenty-five linebackers in the NFL. It's unreal. I'm not buying. I don't I'm know. I'd like to know that it's graded on a curve. <laughs> yes. Apparently, yeah. I guess. sounds like my, uh, my yeah. Kent Stark uh, State uh, curve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I was nineteen, when I was barely showing up to class, you guys did well for me. Yeah. Right. Tried to make me a good man. So. Can we talk about one other thing with the defense too? And and we're we're putting a lot of emphasis on the passing game, and we can't stop anybody in the pass. We can't stop anybody on the ground either. No. no. I feel like if you have a, even a decent running back, they're, they're going to have a That's good it. game. I and what's funny is I think our run defense is ranked. It's not like top five or anything, but we have a decently ranked run defense, but it's because everybody can just throw for 400 yards against us. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely skewed because most teams aren't running the ball against us. If they well, want and to. we were scoring a lot of points too, so right. like the, the other teams game. are throwing yeah. the ball. So yeah, it But yeah, I, if you if you do the eye test on our run defense, yeah. yeah no. if you, James yeah. Robinson killed us. <laughs> yeah, if you look up if you I mean we talked about it going into the season, I think we were all pretty confident who we had up front. You know, you had Garrett, yep. you had Sheldon Richardson, Ogan Joby, yep. and then you had Ver- and Vernon. Mm-hmm. We were like, man, we got a good front four. I mean, Sheldon Richardson, Ogan Joby, they had some moments, but they weren't I don't Didn't think Didn't hear their names Yeah, a lot. they weren't productive like we thought in, they were going in to. In a defensive line's defense, a defensive lineman's job isn't to make tackles. A defensive lineman's job is to eat blocks so your linebackers can make tackles. And All right. our linebackers are top twenty-five. <laughs> yes, yeah, they did their they yeah. did their job. So top twenty-five. If you're doing, I would love the new math. I would love. Right. I wish we could get our hands on like like game film, like you know, like yeah. zoomed up on the line. Because yeah. I first of all, I like watching that kind of stuff. I would watch yeah. it and break it yeah, down. Yeah, you would see. You know, according to Pro Football Focus, that. Taki Taki was only behind Bobby Wagner in December yeah. for best linebackers. But, you know, when I watch the game, obviously, <laughs> I'm watching the football. So, yeah. you know, it's hard It's hard to, like, pick up on that kind of stuff when I'm watching on TV. But so before we move off of this game, there's obviously one more thing we got to talk about. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it changed the whole complexion of the game. Yeah. It was the Richard Higgins right before the half. It looks like the Browns are about to score, change the whole complexion of the game, put the Chiefs, you know, in chase mode against us instead of us chasing them he gets helmet to helmet hit the goal line fumbles it through the end zone out of the side of the end zone touchback chiefs get the ball at their own 20 get to go down and get three points before the half one probably the dumbest rule in football and two how does that that tackle not get called that rule has played out so many times i feel like this season alone every time it's happened anyone talking about it has said exactly what you just said dumbest rule in football why is that a thing? Why is it if he would have fumbled it an inch closer to himself and it went out at the half-inch line, it would have been Brown's ball at the half-inch line? But because it went a foot further, it's Chiefs' ball at, their own, at the 20. Right. That makes, that makes zero sense. And I would, you'll never convince me that if it was switched and Tyreek Hill was diving for the goal line and Sandejo helmet-to-helmet mm. tackled him, 100% gets called. 100%. Because Sorensen came in like a missile. His arms I mean, his were down. Down. back. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, you look at the still shot of that. And I mean, he just. And it's I mean, literally. He was, he was face first to the ground. It's he, literally crown of helmet yeah. into the yep. side of Higgins' head. 
It's the poster tackle for what not to do and what the NFL is trying to stop. Roger Goodell is in attendance. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. In this day and age of player safety, you got to be kidding me. Like, and, come on. Now. And then they go and review that play and they see it and they can't call it now. Why is that? Why is that not at least you? You mean to tell me they went Al River on watch that wherever he was and was like, well, damn. <laughs> I guess we missed. I guess we missed that one. I don't think they could have done anything, though, man. You know, they were literally looking at only that play. They were only able to look at. No, but the thing is, these guys are so trained on the field to see that. Yeah, I think if the game's gonna, I know, like, it sucks because I feel like the offenses are already like big time tailored too. Like they're like. That's no, what you're seeing. I, I'm a big proponent. You should be allowed to hit as hard as you want. Right. But I learned in peewee football Don't hit him that head. you can't lead right. with the crown of your head. Right. First of all, it's not only a safety issue for the guy you're hitting. It's bad you're for gonna, you. You're going to break your own neck. Yeah. I'm not arguing that, man. I'm just saying, yeah. like, and that I'm, I hate that what if, like, because if we're saying that, then the Browns have won, like, five Super Bowls in my life. <laughs> the Cavs are, like, I've won millions of times. Kevin Durant's not getting a phone call, and you know the from the parking garage at Oracle Stadium. You know, like I just I hate what ifs. It sucks. What are you I think saying it's stupid. that you hate? Like what? I'm just well, I'm just saying like because it's just not what happened. Yeah, it's just not what happened. It doesn't do it. Well, do I'm not. Any good I'm not saying point. that. I'm just saying how does it not get called? Well, I think that okay, how does so it not it, get called? What well, didn't, bro? It's what is what day is it? Today? I think, yeah, but Wednesday? it's a podcast about Browns games. If yeah. we're not going to talk about, I know, things, I know. Though, we just should have a podcast. No, I'm saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> well, there's nothing that if you if you compare. So there was uh, it was Mahomes' mom said it that Mac Wilson hit. was evil. Yeah, yeah, for that hit or whatever. Yeah. Like, and I watched that a million times and could figure out you how had it got to because they showed it a million times. And yeah. that's the thing. Whenever he got up like woozy and they he couldn't even stand on his own two feet. I'm like, what happened? And then like, you yeah. find out it wasn't even a concussion. It was like a nerve problem. Yeah, because well, and that's what I said as soon as because I was watching with my parents. My mom's like, "Well, he didn't get hit in the head." I said, "Watch," because they showed ten replays. I'm yeah. gonna watch this one, and you could kind of see the way his arm was around his neck, and he bended a little bit when they were falling to the ground. I'm like, probably something with his neck there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he looked and, lost. And the, oh my the gosh, he did. Name for Dan Sorison's <laughs> Dirty Dan. Yeah, they I mean, tweeted it out. Uh, yeah, that was a little bit. Yeah, so I think I think things that you can take away from that one. I think the rule definitely needs looked at. I think the NFL Absolutely. has to. I mean, there's a glaring instant, you know, that that happened and it caused. You know, I'm not going to say. And that's it the thing, Justin. The I don't think it's so much the what ifs. It's looking at it and saying, okay, yeah, what if that had happened? We don't want it to happen well, again to anybody. We've even said how the referees in the playoff. Look at the Saints. I mean, literally oh, that, against what was that? The Rams. The literally the guy was like this, and the ball wasn't even even close to him yet. Right. So like, it's one of those things where is the refereeing in the NFL terrible? Absolutely. Should it be like college where if a guy gets targeted, he gets kicked out of the game? Probably not. I also think that's kind of stupid. I don't no, know. but they should be able to I, review and throw the flag. Absolutely. So Just give him fifteen I think yards, that, put him at the one or whatever. I think know? that um, if you can review a targeting play and then decide it wasn't targeting. I think you should be able to go look at the replay to see if there was a targeted call. Especially when it, it was, I mean, it was, geez, Al. I mean, well, it, it changed the whole game. It changed the so whole So I think that you got to be able, and I think it was, was it Gene Serator? Was he the official that they had, the, you know, back in wherever? In the New York. Booth? Yeah. Uh, that I'm pretty sure he he put out a tweet or something saying, you know, this isn't a reviewable play, but I would be in favor of this being able to be yes. reviewed. Yeah. Um, cause it, you know, it does change the game. I get why they don't want to have a bunch of reviews. I mean, we get kind of, you know, 
and like it's like the NBA. You can review it. T- just stops the game for yeah. no. At I feel time. like there's not that many in the NFL though. I feel like that there would be more. I think if you open it up when they did the pass interference yeah. thing, then they opened it up and it was like okay, and and then they never ruled it pass interference. So, That's but I think this is a little different. This is different because this is clearly like you, you see a guy leave with the crown of his helmet. Okay. That's a no-brainer, but pass interference is so yeah. It's nobody hard. even knows what that is in the first place, and it's hard to and it's hard yeah to call that, and especially like a hit that's helmet to helmet. You can slow it down and see yep. the intent that was there. Pass interference. If you slow it down, you're like, yeah, he was there a half a millisecond early. <laughs> you know, you you can't split hairs when you do that. So I mean, I think it's something maybe the NFL tries out. And then if it doesn't work, they do it for a season. Then they're like, they like they did the pass interference thing. They're like, yeah, it's not worth it. We're not going to do it next I year. I think it would it would save a lot of teams the heartache too, though, because how many times do they call one of these BS targeting calls? And you watch the replay, and like he hit him with his shoulder in the chest, right? You know, just because it's a hard hit doesn't make it a penalty. So I feel like if this could improve the game a lot, and it, it completely changed the complexion of the game because you know at the time we didn't know Pat Mahomes was going to get hurt. Right. But we would have been up, and they would have been chasing us with Chad Henney. So they, you know, completely changes play calling. Completely changes. It changes everything. Yeah. So I'm. I'm not one of the. I'm not going to say. You know, ah, oh, that cost us a game. We'd have won if they no. had called that. I'm not going to say that. Yes. Does it change? Like you said, how the game went, how both teams play going forward. Yes. But did the Browns still have a chance to win after that? Yes, we still got the ball back, down five, had a chance to go down and score. You know, we kind of, we blew it on that drive. We had yep. the ball, had the chance, you know, it was that, you know, go down, take the lead, make them have to go down, you know, go down, go for two, go up three, <laughs> try to hold them to a field goal, get the thing into overtime at worst, and, you know, we just didn't come through on that drive. Again, the defense was awful, yeah. but yeah. we only gave up 22 points and didn't win, and I thought the winner of this game was going to need 40. Right, definitely. Okay, so I think the Browns went into the game – I mean, we had, what, three drives in the first half for three points? Yep. Three drives and a half of football. I think Stefanski said, hey, we're going to slow it down on offense. We're going to use the whole play clock on every play, and we're going to do these big six, seven, eight-minute drives and just shrink this game down, which we thought would benefit us. If, but we kept shooting ourselves in the foot on those yes. drives. Yep. yep, and that's where it hurts you. You can do that and have this long, drawn-out drive. That's like saying in basketball you're going to hold the ball for three minutes on offense yeah. and then you miss a shot and you give up a three. And you're like, well, we just wasted half the quarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're down. And so, we were you know. we were living on third and eights. Yes. Gosh, third yeah. and sixes. Tell, the, third I, and twelve. I keep going I mean, back to that that pass in or, or the uh, holding on the pass to Jarvis. Yeah. Was, was, we were finally got a little bit of momentum. We're moving the football. And then it just moved you out of field goal range, moved your back, and – we weren't getting a, chunk plays. I thought it was a ticky tacky hold call too. Yeah, and I think it's tough to call holding on the lineman when you're you're formed up on him here and he starts to spin. And he move turns, and right? He turns into your arm and then they call holding. Come on, right? Now. I there's holding on every play and that's the holding we're going to call. Oh yeah, there's definitely holding in the NFL on every yep. single snap. And that's I the mean, one we called. I was like, come on, guys, right? Just give us a freaking break. I think it wasn't <laughs> even so much, and I think that you know being an official. I mean, their job has to – I mean, I think it's got to be hard. These guys are moving, you know, and fast, and you're trying to watch all these linemen and who's holding, who's not, and you see this guy's getting thrown to the ground. It's probably just a knee-jerk reaction that you're like, oh, yeah. But call me crazy. Threw him to the ground. They were tackling the linemen for us. 
And what? They, how many penalties do they have? It wasn't yeah. many. So we had three. Which, if you think about it, I'm like, man, I I remember those being like 13, three huge. 15. Yeah, three the, huge. Freddie Kitchen, Freddie Kitchen's years, we'd have yeah. had eight times 18. that. Oh my god, they, they had seven. seven. Yeah, but I felt like, and I saw like there were times off the edge where they they'd run like a sweep and we get blocked in the back. They weren't calling it. I don't know. I'm not going to blame the refs. We only scored 17 points. But right. when it comes just, down to it, that's the issue. Scored 17 points against a defense yep. that was ranked in the bottom in almost every category. And it goes back to that we failed in the run game early on, and we it seemed like we just kind of abandoned it and said, well, this isn't working. we got to find something that works. Instead of saying, just get somebody different in there. Yeah. Just change it up a little bit. Don't, you know, it was almost like that Freddie knee-jerk reaction where something's not working. Do something crazy. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't. Have to just yeah. I think you know offensively, um, I, I'm still crediting their defense not getting Hunt involved. Like we said, we've seen it all year where we were preaching for more Nick Chubb. Where's Nick Chubb? Where's Nick Chubb? And we got we got all Nick Chubb and like no Kareem Hunt. Yep. And he picked his game. worst time to and have. I, and I felt like in yep. I felt One like catch for two yards. What they were doing, almost maybe not even Kareem Hunt. Okay, call me crazy that I'm saying that maybe we could have had a. Different running, if you had a Duke Johnson type of a running back in this game, that was just a little scat back out of the backfield when they were blitzing like crazy, and they're saying, "Hey, you're not going to run the football." Well, Nick Chubb couldn't catch the football. Yep. You know, we were kind of missing maybe that James White type of a running back that you say, "Hey, I'm just going to throw it to you outside the line and go make one guy miss and get 15 yards." Which for us this year was Cream Hunt. That should have been Cream Hunt. That's <laughs> one catch for two yards. Yeah, so I don't get Nick that. Chubb's big. I mean. Those drops that he had, Ugh. I mean, were huge in that moment in the game. Now, we still fought back and had the chance to win, but I just kept thinking, like, who is this guy? This isn't the guy we've, like, come to know, you know, that he's not missing these big plays. He's the guy that we're, like, like get him the ball, get this guy the ball, you know. And the it, one drop, too, was on a screen pass that was set up. <laughs> There's, I mean, he was going to run. He'd still be running. It would have been like Forrest Gump when he just ran through the tunnel. I mean, he there was nobody within 20 yards of him, and he just dropped it. So, you know, well, that was our Chiefs game thoughts. You know, we got a long offseason to think about this game. And as bad as it hurts, you know, I think we earned a lot of respect around the NFL in the way we battled in this game. I think, you know, we were 10-point underdogs, and people thought we were going to get killed. And whether Chiefs fans want to admit it or not, with five minutes to go in that game, they were – uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, sure. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I think we earned a lot of respect, and I think hopefully Browns can build on that good playoff experience. Uh, so uh, one thing I want to uh, touch on, you know, quickly before we get out of here, just a little quick season, season reflection. Did we answer – did the Browns answer our questions we had, you know, from our preseason episodes? I'm going to say – Yes, Baker's the guy. Yes. Did, did we find our quarterback? Yes. I would say yes. We're going to get into, you know – what kind of extension we should look at for him, you know, picking up his option in another episode. You know, do we have our coach and slash GM? 100%. Yes. yes. 100%. So, uh, you know, and then do we think, you know, how do you grade this season? Are you giving it an A? Are you giving it a B? What do you think of this season? I'm giving, I mean, even though we didn't win at all, I'm going A plus. This is, yeah. you know, I would say it's better than what I thought. I would have gave us a great grade for, you know, winning record, making the playoffs, even losing, you know. So I'm going A-plus because um, they did more than what I expected. 
And there's still, now don't think that there's not room to grow. There's obviously room to grow to get better. But for this season, the expectations, new coach, another new offense, Baker having to learn again, defense who really didn't know what we were going to have, injuries, everything. Coronavirus. Everything together. Ugh. Yeah, everything. Great It's a weird year, yeah. I, uh, I'm not going to give A plus because I, I reserve A plus for when we win the Super Bowl. That's you know, an A plus plus. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go A minus. I think, you know, obviously we put a lot of focus on the offense, you know, in this offseason, revamping the offense, getting the offensive line, adding Hooper, at, drafting Harrison Bryant, that kind of stuff. And it seems like what we put our uh, our focus on improved dramatically. We saw big answer from Baker. I like the way Baker came into this season as far as a bodybuilding standpoint. You know, he he wasn't look good in his orange pants. Yeah, he wasn't chunky this year. Yeah, he leaned up a little bit. It it showed almost like a a refocus, like a recommitment to the game. You know, so I was happy to see that. And then just I picked us to go eleven and five. So us going eleven and five, you know, didn't completely shock me. That being said, you know, to see the Browns playing meaningful football in January, I I can't put a price on that. Yeah. So to me, you know. The only thing stopping this from being, you know, A plus for me is only one team gets an A plus and it's the team that wins the Super Bowl. So this is an A minus, but amazing season for the Browns. And I think we I think we have the coach and the GM that it's not gonna be eighteen more years. I think you're gonna see us back next year in the years going forward. Yeah. So for for me though, I'm gonna break it down two ways. So as far as the team goes, I'm gonna give them like a B plus because the defense is just not we're done talking about it <laughs> now the season itself though i'll go a plus because you want to talk about you know exceeding expectations and we suffered guys of one in 15 0 and 16 the freddie fiasco right. i mean firing hugh and going through you know greg williams and just it's been crazy and now yep. this year comes around it's like wow every week it was like more and more of that stability that culture you know stefanski's i you could look at his face from any game this season. It looks exactly the same. One of my favorite exactly the same. One of my favorite parts about the Browns season this year is there were no headlines. Yeah. How many times with the Fred, when Freddie was our coach yep. in one season, it's like every week there's a headline about yeah, the Browns. You were most of the weeks you're begging for them to talk about us. Yeah, this year and I'm like <laughs> It took us to be one of like the last I'm like, what, hey, eight teams in mm-hmm. the in the to, for them to actually like, oh mention the Browns on It was frustrating too. Like we won Sunday night game. And I'd t- turn on TV in the morning, and they'd be talking about – they'd talk about the Eagles game ten times <laughs> before they mentioned the fact that we won the – we were just on national TV. Right. And you're not talking about the winner of the Sunday night game. You're talking about the Eagles lost by four touchdowns again. How many times are you going to talk about that game? So, in, in, in their divisional uh, playoff uh, promo the, for the NFL, too, yeah. all these teams got, like, all, like, these – player montages and stuff and then in the last two seconds of the commercial it's baker and miles, miles jumping into <laughs> yeah. each other it's like okay nfl okay well we'll see you next year we hey, we, we have uh embraced that cleveland against the world i mean that is oh, a yeah. real thing oh, why we started the podcast. exactly absolutely. yeah exactly why we started the podcast <laughs> because so. i was tired of not you know i was tired of not being able to t- ever hear about the browns annoyed the crap out of me so <laughs> yep. so know. we fixed the problem yeah no no more problems, just solutions. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we're going to get into, you know, in episodes into the future. We're going to talk about some the players we want to see back on the team next year. We're going to talk about, you know, 
players that maybe should hit the road. So stuff we didn't touch on today, we're, st- we're definitely going to touch on in later episodes. Um, before we get out of here, we're going to do our game picks for this week. Zach, do you have the information? Yep. yep. Okay. So we so we all went two and two mm-hmm. this week. Uh, we all picked the Packers to beat the Rams. Um, it was kind of a closer game there towards the end. They got a late touchdown, uh, one by fourteen. Um, Bills Ravens, we were split. Uh, and then Browns Chiefs, obviously, we all picked the Browns. And then Bucks Saints, we were split as well. So everybody went two and two. Wait, did I pick the Saints? Yeah, you picked the Saints. That's you funny pick. because the whole night I'm like, sweet, I'm going to win this one. Cause I yeah. <laughs> no, because me and Justin picked the Buccaneers. Huh. And then, right? No, I picked oh, the Saints. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I you, picked the Saints. No, you picked the Bucks then. I thought it was you that picked the Bucks. So, no, uh, you picked the Buccaneers. Okay. Yep, I knew okay. there was two of us. I thought it was Justin that no, picked the Buccaneers. I, I talked Saints. myself out of it. All week I said I was taking the I Bucks. just knew uh, my biggest thing was I just didn't think that you could beat Tom Brady. Now, Tom oh. Brady didn't play great. They're no, defense. but he can still throw the ball at 43. Yes. Drew Brees, no, cannot. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, did what he needed to win. Their mm-hmm. offenses, but their defense came to play. Dude, their defense won them that game. Their defense yeah, came to play. That Devin White that came back, I mean, that guy's yeah. an animal. And that, yep. is it Levante, David? Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so hey. we're going to move into conference championship. Four great teams, four great quarterbacks. You know, hopefully Mahomes plays. You know, I, I want to see him play. Oh, if he I doesn't see, play, it'll be so I want to see. I know he, he was a limited participant today in practice. I hope that he gets out there on the field because. No, they said he took every snap in practice today. Every snap. He just hasn't cleared protocol yet. Okay, yeah, that's, so. Yeah, correct. So, I mean, it'd be huge to see him and Josh Allen, you know, in the AFC. And then you got Tom Brady. You got two young guns in the AFC. You got two vets in the NFC. Um, so first game is the NFC Championship, three o'clock. Green Bay is a three-point favorite. Buccaneers at Lambeau in the cold weather, but Tampa Bay's got a certain quarterback that's used to that. Yeah, that's why exactly. But I mean, Tampa Bay just smacked. They Green played. Bay. They played in oh, Week Six. Yep. That was Aaron Rodgers' bad game. Thirty-eight yep. to ten. Yep, smacked them. He had a. Uh, he had two picks back to back, I believe, right early yeah. on, like first were, or second Green quarter. Bay was was pick, up, got I the think ball Green back, Bay was yeah. up ten nothing in that game. I think he had two of his five. Or they picks. were two they were at least winning yeah, in the first game. quarter. Yep, of that game. So what do we what do we got? Who wants to go first? Who's <sighs> kicking us off? Who's this going is, to the Super Bowl for the NFC? This is a tough, tough because the the Buccaneers are playing better, and that we just you know you just talked about how good their defense played, but Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams right now another are another level. Another level. Yeah. Like, it, they have one receiver, and everybody knows it, and still nobody can stop it. So, I'm going to go Green Bay. I'm going to go the Packers. Although, I think it would be kind of cool to see Tom Brady, like, playing for number seven. Man, you know, I With think With a different that, team. Yeah. There's a lot of younger NFL fans out there that don't realize how we're kind of at that changing of the guard of oh, the QB. Yeah. You know, you're the Drew Brees, the Phillip Rivers, the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, you know, all these older guys that have dominated for the last 10 years are on their way out. And there's some new guys, you know, trying to fill those roles. Well, um, and I, so, we were talking about that over the weekend. The AFC is actually going to be stacked yes. with quarterbacks. Yes. The NFC, not so much right now, but the AFC is going yes. to be ridiculous. Yes. So I think, you know, this game is going to be fun to watch. Might be one of the last times you get to see these two play up against each other. Um, but I'm with Blake. I'm going to go Green Bay just because they're at home. I know Tom Brady's used to the cold, but not all of them players were in New England. And just see, there's just something about this Green Bay team that's different this year. Yeah. 
You're so, not running the ball down their throats like you they like like you were, you were early in the year. Yeah, yeah. They've they've sh- their defense that Mike Pettin defense. Oh Jesus! <laughs> he's he's gonna get a he's gonna have a chance to get a uh, ring this year. I'm taking I'm taking uh, the Packers in a close game though. I'm excited to watch this one. Like it's a thirty a like a thirty four thirty one twenty eight twenty four a close game. I'm actually gonna take the Bucks because. <laughs> As well as the Packers are playing, I mean, there was a there was a portion of that game last week where the Rams could have tied it, like they could have made it a real game, right? And it just didn't go their way. But that's with Jared Goff. This is Tom Brady. So Rams have the best defense in the league, though, deep, and they gave up what thirty some points. Packers put th- up over thirty on. I mean, now clearly don't, the best don't defense hear what I'm not saying. If the Packers win, I'm not gonna. My jaw's not hitting the floor, guys. Okay, like. <laughs> I, I can easily see them winning. Part of this is just because I want to argue with you guys a little bit. So, I I kind of agree, man. Like <laughs> I was gonna say Green Bay, but then like the Saints all year have been a very very good team. Like very and even with injuries and very limited shot, yeah. on offense though. Very limited, and they were without Taysom Hill and Latavius Murray. And Michael Thomas didn't have a catch, correct? <laughs> correct. No. So, but he did come out and say he was playing hurt. Yeah, he, he had mul- he's he have two surgeries. I don't care if you're out there; yeah. you better be he's able to contribute. He's having multiple surgeries like yeah. this week. He said that he knew that it might be Drew Brees' last game, and he wasn't going to not play, mm. regardless of how he felt. So, just throwing yeah. that out there. Give me Tampa. Tampa. Give me I some think. Tampa. I think that Tampa Bay has, you know, the best. They're the biggest, you know, team that ceiling wise, you know, yeah. everybody plays up to their ability. They they're loaded both sides of the ball. Yep. Yeah, but it's a lot of mouths to feed. And yep. Green Bay's got one mouth to feed. His name's Avante Adams. Just yeah. get him the ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh and hand the ball off to Aaron Jones, who's pretty good. He's and they awesome. got a tight end who's decent. He only had eleven touchdowns this year. <laughs> uh so I, I, I like Green Bay. That's gonna be a close game. Um mm-hmm. I thought it was funny, uh, Aaron Rodgers was asked about the week six, how they got blown out um, in an interview, I think, on the Pat McAfee show. And they were talking about it. And he goes, so what do you think? You know, do you think about that, you know, 38 to 10 loss in week six? And he goes, well, I don't know. You know, Saints uh, whooped on uh, Tampa Bay a few weeks back at their place, and uh, they just took care of business there. So I don't worry about those things. (laughs) So it'll be interesting. Um, so that'll take us into the AFC Championship game. We have the Bills and Josh Allen, who's probably the hottest team, you know, other than maybe Green Bay's been playing well. But, I mean, Bills have been playing really well, uh, taking on the Chiefs. Chiefs are a three-point favorite at home. See, this and one's, That's with Mahomes, I would say. Think. This one is tough because if he's not at full strength, I could easily see the Bills pulling this one out. But if Mahomes is at full strength, I don't know. I don't know how you go against him. I don't think it matters. I think Buffalo wins. Do you? Yeah. Mahomes at full strength or not, you're taking the Bills? I'm taking Bills. They deserve it. Their fans deserve it. They Man. do. Go smash a table. I don't know, though. Chad Henney. It's, it's t- <laughs> is a tough What game? a storyline that would be. Chad Henney gets a start, goes to the Super Bowl. Everybody think he's Nick Foles. <laughs> nah, they're not playing the Browns this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The Bills actually haven't looked that impressive in the playoffs so far, except for holding the Ravens to three points. Right. Well, yeah. I, I th- that game was one of the – it was like the Raiders-Browns game. I mean, yep. they were playing in 30-mile-per-hour wins. Yep. So, but like you said, one of the hottest teams in the league. I didn't want to play the Bills. I didn't want to play the Bills. I thought if the Browns played the Bills – 
we were getting beat by a lot. So I'm going to go with the Bills. Man, this is – so you guys are both taking the Bills. You're taking the Chiefs. I think I will take the Chiefs. Yep. You're taking the Chiefs. The thing with me is I don't – I still don't know what Josh Allen's going to do in a big game like this. Is he going to go out and just let it rip? Or is right. he going to play a little more conservative because he's just he just wants to get to that game? I know Mahomes will let it rip. Oh, he's he a gunslinger. He doesn't Josh care. Josh Allen's a gunslinger, Josh Allen, bro. He don't GAF. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I think I'm going to go, just based off what we just saw from the Chiefs' defense, I'm going to take the Chiefs in this game. I think that I don't think they can blitz the crap out of the Bills like they did us though because of Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I know, but I just Cole Beasley. But did you see that yep. throw last week where Diggs he had his defenders beat? He was wide open. I mean, all he had to do is put the ball in his hands and he was gone for a touchdown. Allen overthrew him by like fifteen yards I or did something. See that. Like there Whoa. he is. That that's the guy. That's the Josh Allen I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna go Chiefs in a close game now. Obviously, if Henny has to play, I don't think that they even remotely no. stand mm-hmm. a chance. Um. Mahomes, I don't know if he, I think he's going to get back from the concussion part of it, but that toe, I don't know what he did. I don't know if what's going on with his toe, but you could tell in the, like his throws weren't even the same once he got hurt. Yep. So that might be a, you know, a little bit more effective too, but uh, I, the defense impressed me this week. I'm at the high scoring game. Now don't think I'm thinking the chiefs defense is holding anybody down, but can <laughs> they get maybe a half of a stop by like holding them to a field goal? Mm-hmm. Maybe. All right, so is that it? That's it. All right, so we'll see how we do. You know, we got a couple more weeks of picks left. I have a feeling we're all going to be buying Zach dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody can catch him. I don't think there's enough games left. Yeah, I think I had a f- – I can't remember. I'd have to send you guys the list. From I'll me. send you some links. Some <laughs> Little Mike and Dave's wedding? No. Mm-hmm. I love that movie, bro. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's wrap this thing up so I can get out of here. Uh, thanks for checking out another ep- live episode of The Dogs. Uh, we really appreciate it. Again, thank you guys for tuning in all season. Uh, Brown season might be done, but we're not done here on The Dogs, so make sure you guys keep checking in, especially the next few weeks. We're definitely going to take you to the end of the NFL season at the very least. Uh, make sure you guys check out our website, thedogspodcast.com, so you can leave us a voicemail. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts on the season, play some of them, keep them PG, and we can play them live on the show. If you get a little bit rated R, we'll have to listen to them, then we'll paraphrase on the show for you. Uh, so <laughs> remember to check out all of our social media pages. Facebook, please share the video on Facebook. Uh, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, please go subscribe on YouTube. Remember to check out Thrive Fantasy. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. Get your 100% match on deposits of $20 or more up to $50. Get yourself a hoodie at our merch store, uh, getlevelpod.com slash store. Got a lot of cool options on there. Josh's hoodie's really awesome. There's some We got like a, a Nick Chubb one on there that's really awesome. So uh, check that out. Get yourself a hoodie. Buy your girlfriend a hoodie because she's probably always wearing yours anyways. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to wrap it up here for the dogs today. Um, no Browns game next week, but will you? We'll catch you guys. We haven't decided on a day yet. Schedule's a little bit more loosey-goosey now that we don't got any games to recap, but we'll catch you guys sometime next week. Uh, we'll talk about you know who we want to see back on the Browns game, uh, roster next year, who we think we need to add to compete, and uh, obviously we'll talk about the AFC and NFC championship games. So have a good week, everybody.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.